Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 76th session of Guru Bodha. I cordially welcome all the participants to this session. And on behalf of us, all of us students, I cordially welcome Dr. Guruja sir to this session. Good evening and Namaste. Sir. This session is brought to you by easyairweather.com. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Udupa. This class is live exclusively for weekly class subscribers. If you have not done that, please go to easyairweather.com slash video dash classes. So starting right through this is the case of overactive Agni. Sort of a, a modern day problem uh, considering that we eat a lot of sugar, a lot of processed processed foods, deep fried food, etc. And which gets us in the state of craving. And w once we are craving or excessive foods, it becomes sort of a vicious cycle. And here the student is asking, one needs to continuously eat something because of craving in the stomach or in the mind. How to control frequency of meals, uncontrolled snacking, craving for sweets, be satisfied with smaller portion. Is this because of overactive agni? Sir, it has become such a big menace in the recent time. And you know, almost we are all at one other point of time of this and it really is a sort of a modern day phenomena with uh, junk foods and uh, these coca-colas etc having very high amounts of sugar and our lifestyle without exercise etc leading to lack of discipline can you please take us through this question and uh, break it down for us please definitely and uh, it cannot be simply branded as a overactive agni there are multiple factors involved in it the question is one needs to continuously eat something because of craving a stomach our mind. Stomach doesn't have anything else. Whatever you feed in, it is going to digest it. It's only activity it does it. And when there is uh, sufficient uh, digested uses and the food is not there, then it gives an indication. But what to eat, how to eat, when to eat, it is decided by our mind. And mind plays a very important role here. Whereas uh, one who is eating it, definitely those who continuously try to eat uh, in a small uh, portions or uh, goes on uh, taking a multiple uh, meals definitely there will be some endocrine linked issues will be there we need to check upon that and the second thing is the way we inculcate and develop our habits of eating and what we are eating and definitely if you are eating such a type of uh, refined sugars which can stimulate your brain in such a way or you are eating uh, some sort of uh, junk food which may be having some sort of uh, chemicals or preservatives or emulsifiers or uh, food additives that may trigger a neurogenic stimulus and stimulate you to go for further eating. So similarly, many a times it so happens that in the evening one starts eating Pani Puri and every evening the tendency is it uh, starts in his mind that uh, it's a time for Pani Puri, it's a time for Pani Puri, that the craving will start. Maybe that is because of the some neurotoxic material what they mix with that, maybe uh, like uh, Ajinomoto or something like that. So anything which of that nature are uh, flavored materials or the uh, flavor enhancers, maybe these type of things may cause certain issues. But important thing is that how we train our mind. If we train our mind for a proper type of food and uh, doses, 
automatically it sets in with that type of food and as well as the quantum it so happens many times that our elders designed the way we should eat after all describing the benefits of eating a proper type of food and proper quantity of food and proper timing of things everything explained in all that there is a corrective measure also they have said even with all these things if you continuously take and it may become excess in order to overcome that they incorporated a one day called ekadashi where we need to have upasa concept of upasa has been brought in very systematically to fit our adjust these wrong doings so something like how we do it in a calculation of a year every four year once when we make february as a 29th day instead of 28 days for the correction purposes so maybe because of such type of activity even our body needs and accordingly our ayurveda principles and even acharyas a very benefiting way they have designed these things that we need to observe one day fasting in once in 15 days it is for the benefit of our agni benefit of our body and to correct its measure and give rest to the digestive tracts these things are very systematically and methodically explained in our classical text presently the thing is that whatever we we, we have to eat we intend to have a eating habits we do it without any hesitation our intention now changed into just food means energy fat protein metals minerals such other things we have come to but we never think out whether it is going to have a bad impact on me or whether it is going to have a good impact on our body which is good to body which is not good to body that thing being kept aside that needs to be trained so cravings can only be controlled by proper training of the mind as well as food habits and the type of food what we eat also sir in the uh, even in like uh, even with the insulin going up or, up or down or in case of like thyroid disorder there will be craving and excessive uncontrolled hunger so that needs some concentration another strategy uh, some some health gurus would tell to control hunger is to drink water ahead of meal as per ayurveda it is a questionable practice that it decreases agni so the quality of digestion of food is is compromised to some extent because of the dilution of the agni due to the water what do you say about this sir definitely it is not a good practice see entirely we need to identify first thing our ancient ayurvedic text and our acharyas are very much concerned about the agni of a person and every disease is produced around the agni very clearly they said when the agni becomes manda or tikshna or accordingly influenced by doshas it leads to the formation of ama and the ama leads to disease manifestation so everything revolves around the agni and i'm very clearly said by hooker group you need to maintain the agni of a person if agni is properly maintained not only we can have a good thing in our body and the disease can be made ward off so that's the reason very clearly it is said agni is very important acharya has very clearly said hita book mita book shuta book so aruk one should eat which is good to body one should eat in a limited quantity which is required to body as per our age our presence our work our body's lifestyle and even body weight and everything agni capacity and only we should eat when there is hungry so without hunger just for the time check of it's 2 o'clock it's a time for eating no don't eat like that should have that typically hungry should occur hunger should occur in that particular time and how to get that one you need to inculcate a habit of 24 hours in the 24 hours what should be eaten at what time how much quantity and in mean the mean between the time what i have to work out how to do 
clear cut uh, utilization of those energy which is taken in. So all these parameters needs to be adjusted and it is trained in such a way that so next Anakala you will have Agni properly and your, your Agni is rekindled in such a way that you require food at that time. So it's very clear. There are only two Anakalas mentioned by our Acharyas. When two Anakalas are mentioned, now it has been thrown away by their advisors. They have said, you go for a small portion of meal repeatedly. So instead of the entire system working on a particular time format, maybe once or twice in a day, it has been now put into a service of 24 hours. Whenever there is a time, you go on eating a little bit, little bit. Burden will not be there. But ultimately, the entire system will be burdened because of continuous activity. The Acharyas have very clearly said, we need to go for a typically two meals per day. That is good for the person to become Nirogi. But still, we are eating in a way at least three and a half times in a day. And definitely, without uh, giving any due respect to Agni or beyond giving any due respect to the hunger, simply just because the time, the wall clock is showing at a particular time, it's a time for eating. So, we are eating it. So, that's the age that munching and that type of things will definitely going to cause a lot of problems. And in future, many such diseases will occur just because of this habit. Like you have rightly pointed out, now there is this intermittent fasting, which is another way of uh, telling people only to eat two uh, meals a day. But I have seen now one thing Ayurveda practitioners often get wrong in practicing these two meal times is when a patient has a disorder, let's consider digestive disorder and has been habitually eating, let's say four times a day, four meals maybe three meals and a snack somewhere in the evening so when he for as long as he can remember he is doing that when he comes to us that transition or in educating him to you know switch to two times a day suddenly can be counterproductive first we need to i mean in such a case first we need to address the digestive disorder and then the transition of four, four, four times a day eating maybe to three times gradually and then finally to two times when the digestive disorder is addressed has to happen very gradually and slowly and we cannot push uh, what they have told for the healthy people cannot be pushed into patients right when they come to us. Correct, sir? Definitely, when a patient comes to us, we need to first ascertain ourselves that whether the patient has come for the understanding of the concept of Ayurveda or how to live healthily without causing any damage or whether he is already in some sort of issues, so he wants some solution from Ayurveda. That we need to understand first. The purpose of visit has to be entertained and the purpose of visit has to be noted down. Once he is interested to understand the concept, then we can discuss clearly what, what should be done, how it should be done, how slowly we can shift over from the um, what present and way of his eating habit to a, which is the ideal one but when a patient as a patient has come and he needs a solution then we need to understand the samprapti there what is the reason for his condition and where is the triggering mechanism and what is the problem then identify those bottleneck areas then try to address those things first once you address those things regular regulate his uh, agni parameters or even agni and make it as a you know, cyclic pattern then automatically slowly you can shift over to from three and a half time to three times and slowly to two and a half times and then to two times over a period of time it should be something like how we adopt the seasonal variations i mean uh, changes from one to two to another two when we move on how we change that thing that is called as rutusandhi charya so that type of thing that it should be amsha amsha it should be our pada pada we need to leave it and we need to adopt it in a similar manner, we need to slowly reduce it 
to a certain level, then shift over. And if you uh, inculcate and develop a habit of eating in a systematic manner in this way, our body responds also in the same way. It gradually adjusts to this transformation and behaves and gives a trigger or alarm in a typical manner only twice in a day. But it may take maybe one month to come to this uh, transformation and that needs to be done in the same way. It requires a certain time and that, that due respect to the time should be given in order to avoid any complications. Coming to the diet part, some, some people are, you know, struck to, you know, they, they recognize that there is big disadvantage in taking these modern foods and they directly get into, say, these uh, smoothies and, you know, raw uncooked vegetables and so on and so forth. And still they suffer with craving or, you know, one of the other health issues. Probably the, and, you know, we have this Sushruta's quote that, the food, food should be snigdha ushna. So some amount of fat, maybe in the form of a little bit of yogurt sometimes, the yogurt is not recommended on a daily basis, or ghee or this one, uh, or you know, co cooking, healthy cooking oils, sesame oil, uh, coconut oil, etc. So some amount of fat, at least say 5 to, ml, 5 to 10 ml a day, helps to bring in the satiation and that is also helpful in decreasing the craving. Correct, sir? That craving we need to understand for what reason he has developed craving, whether we whether the body has any issues related to the endocrine system or it is only his way of um, practices he has developed over a period of time. If that is ascertained and uh, understood properly, then accordingly the planning can be done. If it is just by habit or habituation that he has developed such practice and he has done it, then definitely it is better to training and counseling I mean, the way that can be uh, corrected. If it is due to endocrine dysfunction and such things are there, that needs to be addressed accordingly. Uh, yes, sir. And one of the probable culprits, uh, you know, probable reasons for this one could be that if other things are, you know, ruled out is heavy, spicy, salty, and maybe tangy diet. Now, as per Ayurveda, this katurasa, spices, you know, spicy taste, excessive use, uh, salt, and sour, if it is used excessively, can increase agni and pitta to a very high extent, which could again cause increased hunger. Probably a strategy could be to decrease the amount of these diets, especially if other things are ruled out and if you are going into the nitty-gritties of the diet and trying to correct that. Right, sir? Definitely the way we are combining the things and the, the quantity of the food what we are taking and it, which it's a part of it, how much the spicy, salty, tangy things are there in that definitely influences that. That's the reason nowadays we have got a lot of patients complaining of the gastric discomfort and in the form of either hyperacidity or uh, gastric ulcers or even uh, grahani roga and so many such things. Nowadays are very common that everybody is using that um, you know, antacids. Very commonly they take antacids. That's the reason because we are eating too much of things and that too these type of spicy and salty things and not in the right time. That is another thing and not in the right quantum. We are eating by violating all the norms. That's the reason we have these problems. Another thing is that uh, you know most of us because of this modern day phenomena, we we take too much of carbohydrate in the in the form of rice, sugar, in many different things. And often, especially with these people uh, with craving, if you are uh, ruling out other things and concentrating only only on their diets, usually they have say low low amount of protein and low amounts of fiber also in the diet. Fiber in the diet is useful to decrease the rate of peristalsis and that's why it keeps the hunger in check for a long period of time. Something to think about in these regards also. See, but uh, my observation, what I have made is, 
I have seen people, those who are purely vegetarians, rely largely upon the carbohydrate. Many times I have seen they, they are voracious eaters, they eat a large quantum of. Similarly, I have seen people, those who are non-vegetarians, and when there is a non-vegetarian diet, they take too much of material into their body, non-vegetarian diet, and there also the voracious eaters there. So, but thing is. Whether this quantum of food is going to cause a problem, then it may be carbohydrate or even the proteins. Both can also cause. Ati can always cause a problem. It may be anything. The concept modern says that carbohydrate, carbohydrate. Unnecessarily, maybe just we are putting blame on carbohydrate. Maybe we don't know because till recent days we were telling bad about the ghee and people were pointing about about the cholesterol and so many so many such things now with all these control and taking you know not going for any cholesterol related things or even the ghee has been removed from the diet with all these things still there is a happening of myocardial infarction and still there is a problems with heart diseases and the blockages and everything then ultimately they are telling that it is carbohydrate that's what acharya very clearly said it's a madhurasa which is going to block the shrotasas. Abhishandakaraka guna is present with the madhurasa, which is very clearly said in Ayurveda, but nobody was there to take it. Everybody was behind that carbohydrate. Now they are telling that the essential uh, even uh, level of uh, fat should be there in the food in order to make it good to the body. And very clearly Ayurveda said it should be warmed and it is having some snehatva in that. At least the food should be of room temperature not beyond that but we should never take something which is colder in nature because many times we have observed people consuming the cold drinks or lassies or cold materials during summer season ironically this is the thing what happened exactly Ayurveda has explained that summer is one of the ritu where agni is very low very clearly said you need not to consume that type of materials there and it further reduces your agni so thereby it leads to all diseases if you practice very clearly you can observe that previously in our area in the the coastal belt of karnataka whenever somebody comes from the outside during daytime in summer seasons or like that they used to offer him room temperature cold water along with a piece of guda or a jaggery so it is just to compensate the temperature difference between these two. The cold and the hotness of the good eye should combine in such a way that the person should not get the penis or such type of diseases or any excess related due to cold or any excess due to pitta. So that type of balancing activity was very cleverly done by our earlier people and as well as our acharyas. But unfortunately we are all just throwing it away and we are using heavily on uh, the cold drinks as well as we are uh, dependent on um, various ads and influenced by those things and uh, using the what you call the fridge for everything we are trying to pick it up in one day pumping it into the fridge and the whole entire week we will be eating these things so these are the things that needs to be changed according to the requirement of the body not for that there is a, something in the market i need to purchase it and i have to use it no our use utility are the many things we entirely depends on our internal requirement. Cold water with jaggery is such a relieving experience. Uh, uh, not only it sort of, you know, so somebody who has come from a hot, come, come at a hot sun for a travel for a long period of time, he comes. Not only he'll be dehydrated, he'll be also lacking. Uh, pitta will be high and lacking some minerals. And jaggery is a combination of everything, you know. Uh, 
and cold water with that it really replenishes and i also remember there is another remedy amla with jaggery given along with cold water probably it's from bhaisaji ratnavali for the relief of pitta dosha eating food with ghee or oil must is compulsory food without fat ruksha anna is a major cause for vata disease something you need to modern day problem that you know we either take heavy junk foods with lot of oil with processing or all and all and all or we do not take it at all uh, any comments there sir please actually that's the thing it is something like that i want to wear a western cloth fittings over that i need to put in a very healthy tilak on my forehead it is such type of combination very clearly if you want to have an indianized attire do it from top to bottom indian similarly acharya has very clearly said what type of food you need to take it it doesn't mean that whatever you take it you add that to that some ghee or some oil to that that will be no it is not the way very clearly acharya has said what is called as a healthy food how ahara should be which is a swasthita dravya very clearly mentioned try to make such type of foods then add uh, typically whatever this nehatatva has to be added to that and then it is good so that needs to be kind but of course without snehatatva if you are taking rukyana definitely on a longer basis it is going to cause lot of issues and vata will be increased probably it, we all have to come back to this uh, you know shadrasa concept shadrasa concept is that there are six states ideal meal or in our foods and diet should be having a combination of all six states in the diet in the diet uh, in the sweets we have uh, in the form of sweets some amount of carbohydrates and a uh, little bit of proteins are also sweet with with the sour salt and spicy we have in, in all the pickle and other thing with the astringency uh, maybe a little bit of fiber and bitter so the food to be a combination of all in in saying that there in in a way indirectly hinting that you know f- we we should have some amount of everything definitely see our indian uh, traditional foods maybe sambar maybe some sabjis definitely will have all these rasas into that and definitely acharya is very clearly uh, very cleverly even said that once you eat all these things if anything is left out like astringent or bitter principle is left out accordingly something to be taken after the food should also have this astringent property which will help to absorb these things into the body even said that a peculiar uh, type of uh, material made up of kashaya rasas including areca nut in a small quantity eating at the end of the food or after the food is going to help the digestion process but unfortunately that has been given a very bad status by inclusion of tobacco into that and that's why it's causing problem otherwise a healthy quantum of uh, the beetle leaf and a little bit of lime and a little bit of um, jaggery into that and even sometimes ela ilachi or cardamom and uh, beetle nut and that definitely it will going to help and digest things so these things are very good to the body and also in for the purpose of absorption of these foods into our system they do a lot of functions at the level of digestion and assimilation that's what even ayurveda said as a tambula kalpana that needs to be readdressed yes sir and and there is a question on like fasting so fasting once in 15 days can you please brief out how to follow it uh, through liquid diet or how exactly should be done just to give a little bit of things there is, there are varieties of fasting even there is this waterless fasting where the person does not eat or drink anything there is this water fasting 
and so the, these are two main rigorous versions of it and then there is this uh, fruit only fasting or you know and there is this uh, one meal fasting so there are many different uh, there is this only juice fasting etc so, some of these can be for the beginners who have not fasted at all in their lives uh, to have a start with that and they can go uh, high up the order and ultimate goal can be in the waterless fasting can please open here sir please see it's a very basic need of a human being the food so everybody was behind that and when we we were just in the you know olden days of uh, the hila yuga also the first thing was a human try to do was to fill up his stomach trying to do is all activities surrounded or encircling around obtaining a food later as civilization developed we learned so many things going the food then shifting goes that and then then comes the heating and preparing the food and so many things but now we are in such a time and say era consuming a food or getting obtaining a food is not a big issue everywhere there are outlets and things are there it can be done but the important thing is that how much should be taken what should be taken when should be taken that has just you know uh, lost during these days that needs to be trained what was the thing in earlier days was if anything needs to be followed or done in a rigorous manner they always try to give a tag that it is sanctity god holiness and something like punya so many things will add to that this makes the spiritual part of things highlighted and simply with an host of a lot of uh, you know faith the people is to follow it but now we are having such a scientific brain anything anything as a culture a custom it is there when we try to ask question why how what where who why so many questions will arise we need to quench all these things then only if it is suitable to us then we follow it many times certain things are beyond our limitations and your understanding suddenly if you want to understand about the spirituality that may not be possible you need to develop such attitude listening to that understanding it repeatedly then slowly you will understand the importance of that similarly these are food chain and the food activity and how to take it or how to do fasting that comes with certain practices and that practice needs to be done and developed over a period of time so those who are simply eating three and a half times or four times a day suddenly wants to go for a fasting in once in 15 days may not be a possible for them they need to understand that anything these type of changes that needs to be amshamsa kalpana slowly that has to be shifted towards the normalcy or the new goal so we need to understand that what should be done how it should be done simple way of fasting starting can be done by the quantum of food what i am eating in a period of time in a day whatever the things i am taking only two times of a day that will be shifted to end of times but the quantum has reduced that is also a type of fasting for a person who is already eating three and a half times a day then slowly from that shift over slowly to three times stop eating evening snacks then slowly change over to other things similarly these two things to be done and once this activity is um, no actually developed that it is not a difficult for us initially it may be very difficult to adjust to the new situation but once it is understood or once it is typically adjust to the body 
then it becomes in a natural activity doesn't you never feel like there is something problem in doing these fasting and all those things but there are totally even without water fasting there are people they will skip the meals there are people who consume only fruits this is according to our requirements our needs our utility and our usage of energy in a day that entirely speaks with this reading and writing may be consuming lot of energy with that but still his physical activity is less he can easily shift over to the fasting techniques but one who is doing fasting in uh, working in a field or a rigorous physical activity he is losing lot of energy and he suddenly goes fasting then it is going not going to help him and it is going to cause trouble or counterproductive so it should be very typically for those who have a less physical activity those who have a tendency to sit for a longer time or they are using their brain much more than their muscles these people require fasting not the person one who is habitually functioning or working in a hot condition activity and where he is losing energy and even doesn't have any issues with the food at all and any bad effect of food so we need to understand where we stand so it cannot have a uniform one pattern for everybody so it should be individualized and customized what is our requirement how it should be done another question is like what is the ideal time to eat fruits i understand that it's not advisable to have fruits with meal not correct and fruits can be had with meals uh, i think we have also written an article i, I quoted a famous canada canada proverb there it says hasidu halasu tinnu undu maavu undu balayannu tinnu or undu maavu undu maavu tinnu there are different versions of it one way to uh, say it as that if it is sweet fruit then probably better to eat just before taking food but fruits per se is not to be avoided there's no rule that fruit fruits should not be avoided with a meal because e- e- even in the in a custom uh, traditional meals also we are you know served with this uh, mango purees so to speak uh, in the pickles etc we use a lot of fruits and vegetables uh, mixed up uh, your opinion on this sir please so very clearly we need to understand the fruit means what fruit means it is pakwa paripakwa so in mostly condition where we want to have the positive effect of the fruit it is always fully grown fully matured and ripened and the seasonal produce that is very good to the body that is point number 1 unripened fruit won't come under the fall under the category of fruit here unripened unseasonal or artificially made into something like you know seasonal and such type of things are as possible to be avoided it is point number 1 second when to eat fruits typically ayurveda said when to eat so it is typically when to eat so whenever you are hungry you need to eat so whenever you are hungry you need to take food that is in anna kaala you can eat maybe fruit or it may be anna but how far we can mix up all those things yes there are certain things which can be mixed but most of things can't be mixed for example the mango related things usually goes very well with the food but not all other things not all other things and typically there are saying that those fruits which require much stronger agni those things needs to be eaten before food like the jackfruit jackfruit should be consumed on empty stomach similarly whatever you eat at the end if you want to digest it properly and assimilate it you need to absorb such a type of fruits which are slightly 
pitta vardaka or agni vardaka with some sort of sour and sweet taste combinations like mango or even to some extent papaya carika papaya so these fruits can be consumed after the food so that's a very typical way the acharyas have said and it is a practice and of course in traditional things in the population or janapada what we call as is a customs um, there are been many many type of things even people have said that how when after the food when has to take sugar cane so it is a practice in different part of the world in different localities and conditions people do it yes uh, thank you for the clarification there uh, nowadays few pediatricians advise to boil fruits and vegetables mash them and serve to the kids how far is this right Uh, and good is there any such reference or filing in ayurveda there is no evidence or anything they say that fruit should be boiled they never advise ayurveda very clearly says phala prashana when you need to give the phala to the child so it is after the 6th month 7th month in during that period start with the phala prashana and vegetables also in the same fashion but vegetables needs much more good you uh, know digest things it requires it needs to be digested because child will not be having sufficient you uh, know cutting edges like a teeth and all those things so it is better to make it boiled or cooked it so once you cook it it becomes more softer and it is easy for the digestion purposes so it's not a compulsion that the fruit should be boiled the fruits can be given by mashing it to the child that can be consumed that's what ayurveda has very clearly said but Uh, there are certain fashions nowadays they boiling the apple and uh, scraping it off and then giving it to this these are the new new things which is been told by pediatricians and all those things and the nutritional advisors so so many things are there but ayurveda never vouch for these things uh yeah thank thank you there sir and uh, rajnikanth has made a comment langhana langhana means which bring bring our lightness to the body such as fasting uh is indicated in alpa dosha only and langana if done in bahu dosha avastha it will increase vayu it is mentioned in charaka vimanasana three types of apatarpana it's a typically uh, one way it is langana and these things indicate alpa dosha this is roga avastha it is not the general way of life or the general practice of the thing the question was how to do fasting in a general person or a healthy person but when person comes to a doctor complaining of something and when a doctor analyzed it then he finds it is there is alpa dosha vikruti aravastha then he used to suggest the langana that will sufficient but in bahu dosha avastha if it is already there then there is no need to go for langana bahu dosha avastha is always suitable for shodhana thing you know what is for healthy person for example dinacharya rutucharya all the rules are are for healthy person and versus a patient uh, that demarcation is very clear for example langana for a healthy person is very different when compared to a disease stage just to uh, you know for those who are interested there is a langana langana pachana and dosha avasechana it is explained yeah, it is explained in, in janapada dhamsaniya vimana chapter there is third chapter of vimanasana of charaka uh, in, in that he explains about santarpana and apatarpana and he explains what is apatarpana that is depletion therapy in that langana langana pachana dosha sechana elimination of doshas are explained jay ragu has commented recent time health published a study or article saying intermittent fasting reverses diabetes in patients who are not on medication 
for those who are on medication to under medical care since it could be fatal in some cases this uh, session has clarified fasting better uh, thank you i will consider it as a comment everything with the fasting especially in diabetic patients we need to take a lot of care because if they are fasting and if they take the medicine to decrease the blood decrease the blood sugar level then it can cause decrease it can suddenly cause hypoglycemia and cause a lot of problems intermittent fasting or anything that needs to be done with lot of care otherwise it may be counterproductive and may cause lot of issues only those patients who have a high or hyperglycemia or high glucose blood glucose but doesn't have any sugar in urine they are the most suitable for this intermittent fasting and reduction in all those things then definitely the reversal can be done with those people could you please explain tell us example of improving examples to improve agni when there is ama for the sake of uh, this class like ama becomes like a too much thing when there is low digestion strength in a patient uh, various ways in which we can improve agni definitely for these people those who have a tendency to develop disturbance in the agni now and then and they have a low digestive strength and they tend to develop ama for those people it will be a very better for that but of course acharya has said it is for everybody but these people are most suited for that that's what acharya very clearly said bhojanagre sadhapatyam lavanardraka bhakshanam very typically said bhojanagre sadhapatyam lavanardraka bhakshanam so before the food consumption of lavana and ardraka is patya for all of you very clearly said and this is going to help increase the agni and of course once agni is improved ama gets automatically digested the other options are jiraka very clearly said it is a deepaka it increases the agni so using a cumin powder or even somph or ajwain ginger all these are very good things for improving the agni and of course somebody may be good I mean, comfortable with ginger somebody may be comfortable with cumin some somebody may be comfortable with some other things which can improve the agni so accordingly we can use it even simply if you want to increase agni you can even go for the unripened mango in the form of boiled it and made it to a um, what you call puree like or something like that it is called as in our places it's very commonly called as appesaru very clearly so that is used to improve the digestion again to improve the agni so that can be taken in in a patient with low digestion strength better to go with this than you know Uh, also along with say fasting and other things like as we have discussed will also increase uh, digestion strength and there is, there is a question on uh, ginger and pepper because we are discussing spices can stomach ulcer patient consume shunti or ginger or pipali as they are madhuri vipaka to get relief from sinus allergies or cold and cough can definitely they can use it of course but use it with a caution and along with madhu it is better to mix it with madhu and use it and definitely it is a shunti it is a dry ginger powder and pipali both of them are having madhuri vipaka so definitely it won't cause any issues with amla pitta or ulcers but still they have a potency of pungency that needs to be taken care of so quantum is 
once again individual specific and also it's good that in the in, in the patients for example uh, having very high pachaka pitta or amlapitta or in uh, right out uh, ulcer if you have to use spices better to use it say mixer with meals or even maybe at the end of the meals is also good strategy so that the, the stomach or the intestines are like direct not directly exposed to the spiciness definitely that can be adopted there was a question on like uh, is there any ayurveda like in the book website or uh, anything available uh, to get updated medicine list for for that we have uh, ayurmedinfo.com this is our website uh, only in that we have covered more than 3800 medicines as of today you can just go and search for example here uh, there's a search box in the right top corner if you want to say search trikatu and trifala you'll get all the medicines containing trikatu and trifala together please go to ayurmedinfo.com there there's a question that maybe the last one for today is in any circumstances turmeric capsules cause any side effects or should we take any precautions while we prescribe turmeric to a patient definitely when you are prescribing turmeric to a pitta prakriti person or one who is suffering from pitta disorder so in him if you are maybe because of any or in your understanding and your thought process you feel that turmeric is the right choice then if you are giving it there should be periodical evaluation because this may cause some irritation also because of increased pitta so care should be taken so many times we suggest in that situation instead of giving turmeric in the capsule form just little bit of turmeric can be fried in ghee and consumed which is going to reduce that irritability and such thing which can be produced out of the ushnata of the turmeric it can be reduced by frying in ghee so that's what the typical we can make a things that uh, having a ushnata to reduce that uh, thank you this even with the, like haridrakanda there is turmeric and trikatu trifala etc and you know it, there there is also fried um, frying is involved in the in, involved in the process uh, with that we come to the end of this session thank you all namaste